The Reds right the ship with a big win against the Seattle Mariners. We'll talk about this team, who's actually on it right now, and what's up next. We got all that on today's Locked on Reds. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks so much for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all platforms. I'm Steve Offenbaker, and that's not Jeff Carr over there. We have a special guest co-host for you today. Joining me on Locked On Red is our good buddy, Tim Daniel. You know him from the Riverfront, as well as a lot of other things. He does late-night Reds over there every Sunday night on the Riverfront feed, and we are very lucky to have him today. Uh, Everydayers, uh, thanks so much for being here. If you are an everydayer, get into the comment section. Let us know what you think about this Reds team and what they're doing right now. Uh, just like Jeff and I, Tim is a diehard baseball fan. Uh, we all have a passion for baseball. We all have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have turned our passion into information for you. Uh, on today's podcast, we are going to discuss exactly who is on this Reds team right now, because the last time we did a show last week, Friday, uh, the picture has ch- changed dramatically over the weekend and, and through the holiday, the long weekend. Uh, there's a lot of moves that the Reds made. I think at one point, in in a 24 to 30 hour time period they made 33 roster moves uh, it's quite a lot to keep up with. Uh, we're also going to take a look at the resurgence of Tyler Stevenson, who could not be getting hotter at a better time. And then we're going to round things out talking about yesterday's bullpen day and the Reds turning to yet another rookie to save the starting rotation because Connor Phillips season starts today. Uh, Before we get into all of that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. We are brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks and you could win up to a 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, Tim, welcome into the show. Glad to have you here. Uh, Let's start with just who's on this team because it has been a little difficult to keep up with uh, over the last several days. Uh, Let's just start with the pitching staff. Uh, Some names we know, some names we don't. Uh, Leading this staff still, uh, he's the lone man standing pretty much, Andrew Abbott. Uh, In a bullpen, we've got TJ Antone, who has returned from injury. Two outings now and looked great. We've got Alexis Diaz. We've got Daniel Duarte, Buck Farmer, Ian Jabot, Derek Law. Casey Legumina gets the call back up to the big leagues. Michael Marriott, who the heck do we know? Michael Marriott, this is a new face that joined us over the weekend. Uh, Sam Mall is still here. Connor Phillips has been added, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later in the show. Chasen Shreve is on this team Tim, and I can't wait for you to tell me all about Jason. Oh, boy. Uh, rounding it out, we've got Lucas Sims and Carson Spires, who we saw start a game over the weekend. So there's a lot of names in there on this pitching staff that are new faces that we didn't see. And a lot of this is just happening out of desperation because, you know, I thought we were done talking about COVID as far as sports go. I see it every day in my day job. But uh, COVID has come back and reared its ugly head in the Reds clubhouse. So the moves of like... Have you seen, you've seen the movie Clue, right? With Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, when it was in theaters or the idea was like every, every theater got a different ending and it would all rotate. So if you talk to your friend about it, like who lived somewhere else, but could you believe this? Um, 
when you watch the movie on theatrical release, it has every ending in it. So you see them bouncing back and forth from every room. It's amazing, by the way. Uh, my point is, that's what it's like following the Reds right now with the COVID issues they're having of like, this guy comes in, this guy goes out, this guy comes in, this guy goes out. Um, you know, Brett Kennedy was like, all right, he's going to be a spot starter. And yesterday they had to use him for three or four innings in that massacre from the Cubs. Um, you know, you mentioned. And they've, uh, sent, and they've sent, sent him down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned um, was the gentleman's name that pitched today. I was at the game. I should know this. Uh, <laughs> Jason Shreve. Are we, did he throw today? No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Marriott, Michael Marriott. Okay. Michael Marriott. Um, yep. So 34 years old. This is his first big league game since 2014. Um, I'm sorry, 2016 with the Phillies. But had a really, really cool story today where he talked about he was like a day away from retiring and quitting playing baseball and the Reds gave him a call. Um, so that was neat and, you know, did what was needed. He's probably DFA'd tomorrow. Um, the way, sure. Yeah, but because he threw three innings today. Um, but two and two thirds, you get my point. But yeah, I think that it's just a lot of revolving pieces to keep up with. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if we look at if we look at this bullpen, you know, Chasen Shreve is not a guy that's going to stick around. No. They just need an arm, anybody with an arm. Uh, you know, Jeff went on vacation this week, but I know he was out at the ballpark today, and I told him to make sure he stretched before he went. Yeah, because same. He might have to pitch, right? And I hope you were ready to go too, because it's just ridiculous. But the Reds podcast imagine, brothers, we were getting our arms ready together. Yeah, so there you go. Long toss. I, uh, I imagine Carson Spires is not going to be here for long. I mean, you know, he gutted out a start. They may need him to make another turn yeah. in the rotation, depending on how fast guys come back from this COVID uh, outbreak that's going on. I imagine Casey Legomina could stick around for a while. Uh, I would also imagine that of the rest of the guys in this bullpen, Marriott and Shreve are your first two out as guys start to come back. And then you figure it out from there because uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is that Connor Phillips is going to make his major league debut today. And we're going to get into him in the third segment, but I imagine he could be around through the end of the season. So the pitching staff is still going to be a work in progress. The, the, the position players, it's not quite as janky, I guess. Uh, there's mostly names we know right now uh, that are on this roster. Uh, as far as catchers goes, it's still Luke Maley and Tyler Stevenson on the infield. Ellie De La Cruz, CES, Noel V. Marte. Nick Senzel is now listed as an inf infielder. We know he can bounce back and forth. Uh, and then Spencer Steer also listed as an infielder. Uh, for as far as outfielders go, uh, Harrison Bader, waiver wire pickup from the Yankees. Will Benson, Stuart Fairchild, Jake Fraley, TJ Friedel. Nick Martini, love some Nick Martini right now, and Hunter Renfro, another waiver wire pickup over the weekend. And let's talk about those waiver wire guys because Jeff and I, you know, speculated before the news came as who they would try and get and how things would actually shake out. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get any of the pitchers that were targeted. Cleveland really kind of jacked us up on all of that, mm -hmm. but. We both, we Jeff and I both said at the time that Bader and Renfro, Renfro, we thought would be useful additions to this outfield for the September stretch run. Talk a little bit about those two guys and and what we've seen from them so far and what you think about these pickups. So Harrison Bader, um, I think it's kind of disappointing. So if you look at his stats since becoming a red, they're not jaw dropping, right? You know, he doesn't have. I don't think he has a hit yet, but. He is grinding out at bats. He's playing really good defense, and without him, they don't win Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't steal third there in the ninth inning, which was ballsy, very ballsy. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they don't win that game. 
And um, so that was really awesome. Hunter Renfro had a huge game today, uh, two big hits. And so those guys are kind of, you know, Renfro's like, you know, and Renfro had the game winning fielder's choice. Uh, how often do you get to say that about a major league baseball right. game? Right. Um, but I think that's going to be, you know, they're getting used to playing on a new team. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about what we haven't seen from them yet. Like I said, Renfro swung the bat really well today. Um, I think Bader's going to be fine. You know, I think, you know, obviously it's, he's a former Cardinal. And I know a lot of people still hold that grudge against him. Um, but you know, he's a goal left center fielder. Uh, he's a guy that I'm really open to being on the ball club next year, if it's a possibility. So, and he still mashes left-handed hitting. He had a ball he crushed today. It just so happened mm-hmm. to be an out. So I, I think they're going to be really, really useful. Um, they found ways to show like they're vets and they've been around the block. So I appreciate them. So, yeah, Renfro two for four today. He had a walk, uh, also scored a run an RBI. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can be that veteran presence slash guy off the bench that you can use. I don't know that he'll start a lot or start every day, uh, but the Reds were desperate for outfield help. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the things that happened with these waiver wire pickups, and I'm struggling to say those words today, um, is that they sent down Siani, who was then claimed by the Cardinals. He's now a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, how do we feel about that? Uh, for me, I don't know that it's a tremendous loss. I would have maybe liked to seen a little bit more of him to see if they could push his development along. But you know, I think at this point, he may have been showing us who he is. Yeah, I think uh, so. Steven's obviously you're not a prospect hugger, uh, and that's okay. Um, but what did we see from him that doesn't make us feel like he's not close to his big league ceiling? And that's kind of where I was at. And I hope the best for him, uh, even though he is playing there now. You know, I, I don't want anyone to have a failure of a big league career. Um, but I just didn't see a situation where, you know, where was he going to crack into the Reds for the future plans? You're not just what's in the outfield now, but if you look at what's down in the system, um, who is he better than that was potentially going to be playing in the outfield, especially all these guys that are middle infielders that are going to have to move around the places. So the notable names missing from this right now are obviously Matt McClain, who's on the injured list, Joey Votto, who's on the injured list. And Jeff and I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about Joey, but do you think we're going to see Joey Votto back before the end of the season? Is he going to get healthy and back on the active roster for a potential postseason run? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I don't know exactly when we just talked about this on the riverfront this week on our, uh, one of our episodes about, you know, I don't think he's going to do a minor league rehab assignment mainly because minor league seasons are coming to an end pretty, mm-hmm. pretty soon. But also I think it's kind of one of those things where, you know, he gets that it's not set in stone. He'll be a red next year. And mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that like, as soon as he can play, he's going to want to play. Um, and I think, you know, he wants to really be a part of this team. He doesn't want to miss out on it. You know, it's going to take a little longer to recover than most. He is going to be 40 this week. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I certainly think they do. And I think the team wants him back. I think they need that guy, that guy to kind of be like, when things aren't going well, they can look to it to be like, we're going to figure this out. We've got this like, and you know, without him, we don't really have that guy. You know, I need for him to be back by Same. the end of the season because I have tickets to September 24th. I'm going to be in town. Hey, me too. That's the final home game of the season. Yeah. And I'm going and to Cleveland that week. Be playing. Right. He better be playing. So uh, I need for him to be there and in the lineup on September 24th. Um, you coming in town for the Monday night game? I'm I'm going to be yeah I'm actually um going to be there for a while in and out of town so I'll be around so cool. we'll have to get together for sure absolutely. Um, 
All right. Here's here's what I know for sure. The Reds got better with the waiver wire claims. Mm -hmm. The pitching staff, while it's not improved, if it can just hang on to get these guys back from the COVID illness and strengthen things heading into September, the Reds are in good shape to try and pull out one of these final wildcard spots. Uh, also helping out with that, Tyler Stevenson has shown signs of life. And coming up next, we are going to discuss the Reds' number one catcher. Before I get into any of that, though, I want to shout out one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. With the Major League Baseball playoffs just around the corner, it means it's time to uh, get in on your opportunity to win a little money. The clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is right now with studs like Matt McClain, who will be back soon, Ellie De La Cruz, Spencer Steer. The list goes on and on and on and on. Noel V. Marte. All of these Reds rookies are making it exciting, and you can get them to pay out to you by placing your bet on Sweeper. 100 times the payout. Uh, you just get your picks right, and you could win big if you think that ellie de la cruz is going to steal some bases you just select more on the stolen bases if you think spencer steers going yard pick more on the home runs if you think that noel v Marte is going to start jacking some bombs pick those homers uh the possibilities are endless. You can, you know, get with your friends and create a group and go against each other, see who can win more money. Uh, you can take up to a hundred times your money with your first bet. Entries can be made quick and easy in under a minute, and the payout is safe and secure. Just head over to the Sleeper app right now on the Apple Store and use the promo code Locked On to get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's use of terms of use for details uh, sleeper.com can get you set up use the sleeper app get your money today remember if you can't be at the ballpark you can catch every pitch of the reds hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just download the app and search the word reds thanks as always for making locked on reds your first listen every day every day is coming up on tomorrow's show uh, i'm going to dig into game two of this series with the seattle mariners or the reds west as we like to call them and talk about the debut of connor phillips uh, before we get to all that tomorrow, though, there's still a lot to cover today, Tim. And again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, before we get into this segment, tell us a little bit about what you've got going on with the Riverfront. And you guys have been doing some fun stuff. I know that uh, you, Jeff's going to join you for a live show coming up. Yeah. And you guys big things happening as the Riverfront celebrates its 500th episode. Yeah, so Riverfront, formerly Red Lake Nation Radio. Um, from back in the day. I think that's what most people remember it for. Uh, Chad Dotson, Nate Dotson and crew, uh, Chris Garber built, you know, Bill, they're all going to be hanging out, but we're doing a really cool thing. You know, for those who don't know the stretch in the banks and Cincinnati is literally steps away from great American ballpark, literally feet. Um, so we're going to be doing a live show there from four to six, to celebrate our 500th. We're going to have Joe Farf sing on from, uh, from Riverfront Bengals show. I almost said locked on Bengals. Like oof, they'll probably, you know, mm. you, you got me twisted here. Thanks, Stephen. thanks for the, thanks for the plug. Yeah. Well, <laughs> James Rapine apparently is going to be joining us for the Bengals segment. So that is good. There you go. Uh, I guess before he heads up to Cleveland, uh, for week one, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there and we're going to go to the game. I think we got tickets. Uh, we're going to be at 146. We're going to be by the Riverfront stacks. So if you guys want to come hang with us, we'll be hanging out there throughout the game. And um, we uh, we like 
when people buy us beers, especially when they're a mortgage at Great American Ballpark. So if anyone wants to do that to celebrate 500 with us, we will happily accept it. And then there will also be some bigger announcements at the show. So look at that tease. We call that a tease in the business. Nice work there, Tim. Yes, we do. I I learned that from the baby faces of pro wrestling. So, all right. Well, I know Jeff is looking forward to joining you guys out there. He's already told me he's locked in on it. I'm a, I'm a couple days later when I arrive in town, so I'm missing it, but uh, I know you guys are going to have a blast out there and I can't wait to listen to it and, Thanks, uh, and see what all the surprises are. All right, let's dive into uh, uh, speaking of surprises. Let's dive into Tyler Stevenson because his season, there's, there's really no other way to describe what his season has been other than a disappointment. I know that I've been disappointed in it. He's been disappointed in it. He's been very vocal about that, but he has shown signs of life lately. He started hitting for a little bit more power. He's getting around on the ball. Uh, he's had back-to-back really good games. Uh, he's starting to, to really put it together. And I can't think of a more perfect time if he was going to break out of this funk than to do it right now in this postseason stretch run where the Reds need him the most yeah so you mentioned obviously we talked about this on late night reds last night on the riverfront shameless plug um just about what he's been able to do of late and i have the numbers up right here so steven his last 15 games his slash line looks like this 359 390 718 uh that's an that's a nice little ops there for the kids um also in that time frame he's got uh three homers nine ribeyes 14 hits and scored and scored three runs so obviously where he hits in the lineup runs are going to be a little harder to come by for a guy like him, but this has been huge for them, right? Like you mentioned, um, obviously this is a year that we all did not expect. I think if you had told me in April, you can bet on one guy to be successful at the plate this year. Who's it going to be? I think I would say Tyler Stevenson. I think, you know, I know he had the injuries last year. I think he only played like 40, 50 games. Um, but the MO for him has always been though, no matter what's going on behind the plate, he can hit 2021. Mm-hmm. He was tremendous. Um, so I think this is just kind of, I don't know. I mean, you're obviously, you know, you know, the medical field a lot more than I do. Maybe he's just now getting comfortable with this swing from a collarbone injury potentially. I mean, he had, he had a couple concussions last year. I mean, he went through the ringer last year, man. Um, so now that he's kind of getting healthy and comfortable, it looks, it's great to see today. He turned on some balls. I know he, uh, reached on an error on one, um, get a little fleet of foot. Didn't see that coming. Um, no. Round got a nice little double today. I was like, what was that? But I love it. I'm a huge Tyler Stevenson guy. Um, collect a lot of rookie cards for Tyler Stevenson. So I really need him to be good for the sake of investment. Um, but all joking aside, this is awesome. It's what you need in a time like this when you, your Indias, your Vados, your McLeans are not available. Um, just a guy that like you can kind of look to, to get a big hit and, I think this is who he is, man. Like maybe he's not a 1100 OPS guy for eternity, but you know, maybe the MO is like, this is just him getting back into his groove and finding who find like showing you, you didn't forget who he was. You know, he was on this show in the off season last off season. And he talked about, wanting to catch 130 games. He talked about that he thought his body could physically hold up to all those things. And what never really occurred to me to talk to him about is what his shoulder felt like. And I have long speculated this season that that clavicle break uh, was not fully healed. 
just the way he looked at the plate, the tardiness of his swings. I mean, it, it went beyond rust. It went beyond having missed last season. He just wasn't able to get around on the ball. And so I have speculated with Jeff several times that I thought that shoulder was still hurt. And, you know, I think that it's still, it could explain some of his limited playing time where nobody really wanted to come out and say he's still hurt. Nobody wanted to come out and say he's still dealing with the shoulder. Uh, but I think they babied him a little bit. And I, I, my hope is that that's allowed that thing to finally heal. And we're starting to see what that looks like. You know, we saw this with Jesse Winker a few seasons back. Oh yeah. He had the, he had the wreck shoulder. He finally got it fixed and then he came back healed and was suddenly hitting for power. Now, you know, I understand I'm not comparing and saying that they're the same hitters, but I am saying that when your shoulder is wrecked, you lose your ability to hit for power. And then when your shoulder gets right, suddenly the ball starts to leave the ballpark. And Tyler Stevenson is really demonstrating an ability to get around on the ball, to hit the ball hard, to drive it into the gaps. And I think that this bodes well for the Reds, because if you get Matt McClain back in this lineup, if you get Joey Votto in the right spots back in this lineup, and you can put Tyler Stevenson down, you know, eight or nine, hitting just behind Will Benson, come on. That's an opportunity for this team to really score some runs in the bottom third of the lineup, and I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely, man. I think that there's going to be games where you need the bottom third to carry you, uh, especially, you know, we talk about the the ups and downs of Ellie De La Cruz as a 21-year-old playing his first year in the big leagues. Like, we're going to expect those. But, you know, when they have downs, like you've seen quite a bit from him, you need the bottom of the order to kind of pick those up and you know, you get those dudes like, I don't know, like, let's say they, let's say they make the playoffs, right? Let's say they, they get this last wildcard spot. They go to play Atlanta, um, which is what it will look like. Um, is there a better seven, eight and nine in the order in the national league than what the Reds could go out there if Tyler Stevenson's Tyler Stevenson? No, there's not. Yeah. Even if you platoon Will Benson, I mean, it's it's certainly if they end up going to Atlanta, it's certainly not going to be the the offensive woes the last time they faced Atlanta in a postseason yeah, series. Certainly uh, not. I'm not. I'm not worried about 18 innings of scoreless baseball if the Reds lineup is healthy and right. I, I think they'll be able to get at the Braves. Uh, you know, as they've shown, playing them within one run every time they took the field together. So uh, I, I'm I'm not near as worried about that matchup as I as I was you know in years past one thing's for sure tim tyler stevenson is picking the perfect time to become yeah. a driving force in this reds lineup uh, and i am here for it i'm here for him getting hot i'm here for him helping to uh push this team forward towards a playoff appearance uh you know who else helped push this team forward towards a playoff appearance yesterday was the reds bullpen the reds bullpen did a thing it was bullpen day uh with tj antone oh my god starting a game for the reds but now the reds will turn to yet another rookie to help continue the push for the postseason we're going to talk about connor phillips and the reds bullpen coming up next Remember, if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. You can also follow this podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If you have not, click subscribe and the notification bell. Fix that right now because whenever we post something new, whenever I drop in some interviews with minor leaguers or uh, folks from around baseball, you will get notified first when those special episodes hit the feed. So click subscribe. Click the bell. You can also join us on our Discord server. We have a lot of fun over there talking uh, 
between games. We do some live game chats over there. It's a lot of fun. A lot of great people on that Discord community talking baseball. And, you know, Jeff and I always tell you uh, we love talking baseball with you. So get in there today. If you want to join, the description is in today's episode's link down at the bottom. All right. The Reds bullpen did a thing. Uh, when I heard bullpen day for yesterday, Tim, I was a little worried. Uh, we've had far too many bullpen days, sometimes yes, on purpose and sometimes not on purpose. We've had too many bullpen days. This bullpen has been done way more than its fair share uh, of what should be asked of it, but they have delivered more often than not. And uh, yesterday was another example. As I mentioned, TJ Antone started the game. I, I am so happy for what TJ Antone's doing. Right. right now. I, I really wasn't sure after the second Tommy John, if he was going to make it back. And not only does he make it back, but he threw two innings yesterday, striking out three, two appearances thus far, coming off the injured list, has not allowed a run, got that crisp 0.00 ERA after a couple of appearances. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm happy for the success for the Reds, but I'm really just happy for TJ Antone as a, as a player and a person. Yeah, I think, uh, so I was at the game. And just the way that he threw the ball, you could tell he had some confidence to him. He had a little swagger. He was working quick. You know, I think he got through the first inning in about 10, 10, 11 pitches. He was just rolling. Uh, he The uh, the Mariners were swinging like I do on MLB The Show against TJ Antone in that inning. But I think that just kind of – it's fascinating, right, Stephen? Because you see these guys who take a little bit to kind of get into their groove and their role when they come back, especially a guy who missed a year and a half of – Mm -hmm. you know professional baseball um to see him kind of come back and be in his role and be comfortable immediately and today do what they needed for him when he found out he was going to be starting yesterday um pretty awesome man pretty fascinating mm -hmm. but you know he set the tone for the rest of the bullpen um you know we talked about um our good friend michael michael marriott michael hotel earlier and how what he was able to do but you know the whole bullpen, uh, Lucas Sims comes in and gets Julio Rodriguez on a huge, huge out. Um, Ian Jabot also ended the game getting Julio Rodriguez, which was amazing. Watching Julio Rodriguez in person is unbelievable, by the way. My God, that dude can swing the bat. Um, but that's not what we're here. So <laughs> it was awesome, man. Um, you know, I, I talk about this all the time if you follow our shows. So my wife and daughter went to the game with me. And uh, the Reds do not lose when my family comes with me to games. They don't. Literally, my wife is like at games they've attended. She's eight and one. My daughter, she's seven months. They're three and zero. And I said something to my wife in the car. I was like, I think this is probably the day your streak ends. And she's like, doesn't care. You know, she's not like us. Right. Yeah. And she goes, and we're like leaving the stadium. She goes, I thought you said my streak was ending today. I was like, on paper, it looked like it was going to. So does she understand now that it, there's a high likelihood that she's going to have to go to every game the rest of the way, including the playoffs? I have been told by some of the late night Reds listeners that there is a GoFundMe started to get the Daniel family season <laughs> tickets. Um, I have not seen confirmation of this, but if they want to do that, we will happily take them. That's fantastic. Well, this, let's round out this bullpen. So the Reds used a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers, seven relief pitchers. And during none the were Alexis Diaz. No, and none were Alexis Diaz. TJ Antone went two. Mole went an inning. Duarte went an inning. Marriott went two and two thirds. Lucas Sims got that big out, as you mentioned, for a third of an inning, followed by Buck Farmer with one and two thirds. And then Ian Jabot uh, wrapped up the game, getting that final out. 
uh, everybody pitched really well. Only, you know, they did allow a few runs along the way. Duarte gave up a run. Marriott gave up a run. Farmer gave up a run. But they really did a good job of limiting the damage and, and keeping the Reds in this game. And for me, I mean, that's really all you can ask from this group in September as all of these guys are either at or have surpassed their career highs in appearances. I think Buck Farmer is may have the most appearances in the National League. Yeah. I, I read somewhere along the way. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for players that I'm sure didn't expect to, to pitch this much. Well, you also you mentioned, you know, no one's going to fault Daniel Duarte for giving up a solo shot to Julio Rodriguez. As a matter of fact, they're okay. It's a solo shot and runners weren't on base for a guy like, you know, when you face a guy like that, who is especially a guy who literally can't get out at stretches like he had in August. Um, so yeah, you know, that's going to happen. I think Duarte's definitely pitched above and beyond what the Reds could expect from him, especially being a lat, like I wouldn't say last resort. That's not fair to him, but a guy that they were like, Hey, we just need you. You know, him and Alan Busnevich, I think, are like kind of rotating between the two. Like, I'll be in Louisville this week. I'll be in Cincinnati next week. And so they were kind of able to put that together. Um, I thought Buck Farmer threw the ball really well until the end there. I think he just kind of ran out of gas. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, throwing two innings is hard, man, especially as a reliever. Like, you don't know if you're pitching that day, let alone two innings. Um, that was tough. But, you know, Michael Marriott, give him all the credit in the world. You know, like we said, he's probably not going to be on the club come Wednesday. Um, but that dude, you know, held it together in a game that the Reds really needed. And uh, that was awesome, man. And, um, you know, a cool story. We've had quite a few of those this year. I, I think this is one of those games you can, like, you can finally, this bullpen's kind of been a little shaky, right, since all-star break. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm rambling here at the moment, but. This is kind of maybe a game they needed. They needed that confidence to be like, we can take care of a game when need be. And they were they were awesome today, man. Uh, no, no other way to go around it. Yesterday, sorry. Yeah, so now the Reds turn to yet another rookie to try and right the ship that is this drifting listing starting rotation. The Reds go to our guy, friend of the show. He was on here just a few weeks ago. Connor Phillips is going to make his major league debut. And I want to take a minute and kind of maybe temper expectations a little bit. I don't feel like, you know, this is not going to be the second coming of Andrew Abbott. We're not getting a pitcher that's fully polished and ready to go. Connor has, he's struggled at times to, to find the zone and remain in control. And, and he talked about it on the show that he's had some issues with the automatic balls and strike system. He's had some issues feeling squeezed with that zone. Uh, he's had games that have gotten away from him where, uh, but he also takes it personally when people dig in on his ability to control the ball and put the pitches where he wants to put them. Uh, here's what I think we're getting with him. And, and if you have a different opinion, by all means, uh, come, come at me with it because I'm here for it. But I feel like this is going to be much more of a Brandon Williamson type debut then it's going to be an Andrew Abbott type debut. Sure. I think Connor is going to have flashes of being really good. He's going to have games where things go really, really well, uh, but he's also going to have games where he looks like a rookie uh, and the major league hitters are going to tee off on him. I think uh, what I'm hopeful is that with the ability to get up here and work with Derek Johnson and the major league coaches, it moves him along faster and gets him ready for next season, but also just helps to fill some of these innings that they've got to fill right now with Hunter green and Brandon Williamson having COVID. I think that uh, it's important just to get somebody up here that can eat some innings. Spires did his job, ate some innings, had a decent start, kept the reds in the game. That's really all we need from Connor Phillips in this debut. Yeah, and you mentioned he's struggled quite a bit. So his last two outings before this last one he had on the 31st where he was awesome, 
I mean, he went two and a third. He got a save in that game. That was kind of funny. Uh, and ending in two thirds, we gave up four runs. And ending in a third, we gave up six runs. Then had the six innings, no runs, six strikeout game uh, that he had in Louisville, his last start with the Bass before getting called up. I think he's tremendously talented. There's no doubt about that, but he does definitely have a lot of things he's figuring out. You mentioned the issues that he's been having with the automated balls and strike system. I heard quite a bit about that when I went down to Louisville and just pitchers not really loving it. Um, I kind of love it to be honest, but you know, that's, I'm not a major league pitcher. So of course, um, but you know, this is a situation like you mentioned, you lean him more towards a Williamson than an Abbott. I am completely with you. Um, He's going to have those moments, right? I mean, he's had them in triple a, and I think he's going to be really good. But if you're like a baseball fan looking for these young up-and-coming pitchers, this is the game for you. You've mm-hmm. got him going against Bobby Miller, who is awesome. So fun to watch pitch. Just hate these pitch against my favorite team on this game. Uh, really, really hope that, you know. But I don't. I also don't want Connor Phillips to try to go pitch for pitch with him because Bobby Miller is kind of more towards Andrew Rabbit, right? No, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that... For me, you know, what are we what are we looking for, Tim? What what constitutes what's our bare minimum to call it a successful start from Connor Phillips today? Do we need five innings out of him less than three runs? Do we feel like that's a fair ask for him making his major league debut? I think that that's kind of the threshold for the Reds to be in the game. I agree. I think that that's probably what you're looking for in that circumstance. But if he goes up there and gives you four and and, and a run, great, awesome, perfect. Um, depending on who's up tomorrow, I assume Alan Busnevich will be up on the big league club tomorrow. Um, if he's able to be some, probably three or four guys. Never. Do you think Ricky Karcher comes back? You know, in a, a fit of desperation, it could actually happen. I mean, he, I think that it would have to be like half of the bullpen would have to come down with the, with the virus there uh, to make that happen. Because I think that, you know, he was a great story and I don't think the Reds want to revisit it in a two <laughs> version. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, nice catch. Hayes never do it again. Kind of moments. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I think that is probably a great spot to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Tim, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for yeah. crossing over and uh, and being on the show. I look forward to hearing uh, you guys with Jeff coming up at your live event. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get out of here, don't forget that you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. That's going to wrap up this edition of Locked on Reds. Thanks for always making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next episode i'll break down connor phillips debut and hopefully be talking to you about a win streak with the reds pulling down their second win in a row until then we will keep monitoring all of these transactions keep you up to date on who's on this team and who is not and we will keep you locked on reds every single day